Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Turn down, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode one of Forte Tree of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Didn't have a show last week just due to the holidays and me uh, doing so much prep work and getting everything ready for the holidays. Hopefully, hopefully y'all had a good holiday. Um, I know a lot of y'all be too woke for me and don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but what the fuck else you gonna do? Most of the places are closed. Uh, most of y'all don't be working on Thanksgiving. So you might as well go ahead and hang out with some family and make it do what it damn do. Um, let's see um, what else I got going on. So last week or week before last, um, I had a birthday. Um, nothing too too special. I didn't hit a monumental number or nothing like that. But I did get some fly ass headphones from my lady because my Beats headphones uh, that I normally use for everything, for listening to music, to recording. Uh, the motherfucker started to go out, and so I got a so she got me a pair of Bose headphones, which are very, very nice, very nice. And they uh come with an app that you can use with it. And I was like, man, what the fuck is this? I gotta listen to music through an app, you know, through another app, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just you know syncing it up to my phone and calling it a day. So they use wires and um Bluetooth, and so. Uh, it use either either or so if the battery dead you know you have the uh the cable the uh that you can use to go ahead and plug in uh to your device and so the app is kind of cool though because if two people have the same pair of headphones y'all both can sync up to one phone and listen to the same music but it has to be through the app and i thought that was pretty sweet right there that you can sync up like that and what i've been missing is the other sounds you know in these in uh in music when i'm listening with my beats because beats headphones you know they try to be this great uh pair of headphones it's like futuristic sound and all this other shit but it's so bass heavy like it lets you hear the drums and the bass line over everything else so when i first put them on i was like god damn these things broke and i was like oh no i'm not these aren't beats these ain't like so goddamn bass heavy so you're just hearing what you're supposed to hear which is everything evened out but on a higher level in high definition if you can do that with sound so these headphones are pretty fly so i'm trying them out now so i'll see if my editing sounds a little better on the podcast once i am done uh so shout out to my lady for giving me that and then i cleaned up too man everybody all my friends and family just got me money i don't know if they think i'm hurting out here but maybe they got tired of me telling them i was broke <laughs> when they would be asking them to borrow from borrow some money because everybody just hit me with i think i got one i got one nike gift card and the rest was just straight cold hard cash i'm just like god damn i'm like okay so i cleaned up there almost made a paycheck on my uh christmas gift so i was just like okay all right i'll take it now i'm gonna just keep on continuing telling my friends and family that i'm broke when they ask for money so they keep on this keep this tradition you know going so i appreciate that um so let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer jam screen uh what the fuck is africa doing okay so right now um there's this thing in africa called the african union the au um it was a spinoff of the i think it was the oau um which was another african union they kind of disbanded in the early 2000s and so the people that defected from the OAU just created the AU because the OAU, it might be the OHAU or something like that, but I think it's just OAU. Um, it had too many people in there just being crooked and you know how they put, you know how European countries and other countries across the globe with interest in Africa, you know, put these puppet leaders in, in, in these countries, you know, to kind of sabotage it so they can get the resources for cheap up out of there or get the resources for free somehow, some way. 
so they created a whole new african union and uh right now israel has the audacity the all fucking dacity to uh pander to ghana so ghana will help them get into the african union now you i don't know if my people are up on like international vibes and shit like this but israel has been in the news for the past few years up down inside out for uh how they treat black jews yes there is a such thing as a black jew african jews there are they practice judaism all right like the ethiopian ethiopian jews so you got eritreans and sudanese folks who were facing deportation uh not too long ago what was it last year uh they and earlier this year they've been facing deportation because uh from exile because they were in war-torn countries so they fled uh north to israel right uh to seek asylum and so these people are in these, this country you know they're they're in there illegally but they're trying to flee from you know their war-torn countries and they don't want to you know get caught in crossfires and shit like that so they made it over there safely thinking shit is all good so israel is trying to kick these folks out and they are treating these uh african um folks like pieces of shit over there and israel these israelians israelis i'm sorry you know are treating these eritreans and these sudanese uh men and women like pieces of shit over there you know these people these uh these african folks are protesting in the streets left and right i don't know if y'all be reading up on international news like that but i'll post a couple links in the show notes so make sure y'all read that and you know draw your own conclusion from it don't let me you know kick this game to you and you just have one point of view you know try to come up with your own point of views that's why i put those links in there so you can read up and you know go down a rabbit hole like myself but so there's i've seen protests where uh you know a lot of those um eritreans and uh, uh the sudanese are like you know they're only doing this because we're darker skinned people and uh i seen one protest where these folks covered themselves in white paint talking about will you uh kick us out now since we're white or will we be accepted now because we're white and um it's just one of those things where you're just like what in the flying fuck so now there's an opening well there's not an opening but it, i feel like there's this is like the second land grab for africa because everybody's kind of looking at china like oh shit china's about to cash out on all these goddamn resources you know getting these precious metals to uh make you know cell phones and other technology and shit like that and the labor so goddamn cheap in china because they treat their their people they're like pieces of shit and so china is coming over and just like hey you know we got all this money we'll loan you this money so we can get access to this you know this cobalt or whatever you know this precious metal but we're gonna charge you this crazy ass interest rate that we know that you can't pay back with your gdp which ain't shit but still you're gonna take it and you have this beautiful airport or highway or whatever the fuck it is that ain't gonna really produce jobs or anything like that because your economy really ain't booming like that because you don't have the resources as far as money wise to actually know what's under you they know like black folks in africa africans know how precious the land is and things like that they just don't have the resources to extract the natural resources but they need to just arm up and start you know charging motherfuckers an arm and a leg to use their land but anyway so countries are seeing this and seeing how china is becoming this global power in the economy and the global economy even more powerful than america and so everybody's like oh shit i gotta get in on that and so israel has the audacity that's why i say israel has the audacity to be like kind of pandering to ghana like hey can you get us a seat at the table you know with the african union just so they can you know start rubbing their hands together and get some of them resources and salivating at the goddamn mouth fuck that shit you know and i know just now just recently i think back in june a few months ago that they said they weren't going to kick out them eritreans and them um sudanese folks now and that's only because they're using that as a ploy so they can get into the african union but once that papers get signed and they officially become part of the african union and it's on paper and it's legal and it's finalized i guarantee you they're going to go back and try to work with uh, rwanda and there was another country they were trying to work with too to kick out them eritreans and them sudanese folks to get them back over into uh into the continent of africa there was another country inside of africa i can't remember the name of it but that's what the fuck's going to happen 
that's it so i just i just don't want africa to keep falling for the goddamn okie doke you know what i'm saying it's just uh it's frustrating to keep seeing news like this you know what i'm saying just to see these countries coming in here and just like hey buddy what's up and you just see the con coming from a mile away but i don't think the african people see it they think it's going to be like a resurgence of booming a boom in their economy but it's like what percentage of the money are is going to go towards your own country or even the continent himself you know it's just some bullshit going on and speaking of bullshit um as far as how nations were looking at um you know how china is moving in africa did y'all see this article it was in the um atlanta black star i, I read a lot from them because they always try to kick the you know the truth to the young black youth but um they were talking about how uh i didn't know this so there is something called the chinese community and pub and police cooperation center and uh this is i guess all over south africa um or parts of africa to and it's basically their own police their own chinese police and this is to and it's under the guise of better community relations between africans and the chinese what the fuck is going on and this is the this this happened back in october the end of october the last this is the 13th um police uh station has been um opened up now this don't make no damn sense so you telling me now could y'all imagine that happening in america you know what i'm saying like we have a wave of uh let's just say like russian immigrants come over and then all of a sudden it's just like oh we need to create a russian police force to help with relations between americans and russians like could like you see how goofy that fucking sounds like what the fuck are these african folks doing what are what are my brothers and sisters doing over here you know over there i ain't there i ain't there i said over here that's just my that's just uh you know freudian slip me really wanting to go back home you know go back to the motherland i just this is the goofiest shit ever i'm losing my train of thought here but this is it, it this is ridiculous it's ridiculous to me so they got 13 of these little facilities or police stations whatever the fuck you want to call them all scattered throughout south africa and and if y'all remember to the show i did oh man about a i don't know how many shows ago it was maybe about 70 80 shows ago when i was talking about the chinese presence in africa and remember i was telling y'all on the flip side the you know how uh, african people are treated in china when they were talking about a district was getting too black because it was too many uh africans uh going into a certain district in china or some shit like that now these motherfuckers have the the gall to start building police stations you know and now they're teaching law enforcement in south african africa mandarin chinese why do they have to be taught chinese when you're coming into their homeland like what the fuck like the chinese are coming into africa south africa why can't they just learn the the native language there which is most likely you know english like what the fuck or why can't they learn the language of the other countries that they're coming into you know what i'm saying like in, in kenya why can't they learn you know the language over there like what the fuck it's like why can't they learn to speak i think it's um it's swahili but it's called something else uh it's the second language in uh kenya behind english is english and something swahili i think is bantu swahili i think that's the form of swahili that they speak there so why can't you just come in there and learn that shit you know what i'm saying i know i i sound like i sound like a white man in america talking about you know when the uh the mexican cats come up from south from the south into like why they, why can't they just speak learn to speak american damn it you know <laughs> some shit like that but it's, it's just fucked up that you're building police you know stations all throughout south africa and you're teaching law enforcement to speak mandarin 
it's like why can't they just learn to speak english and swahili or whatever or what is it luau l-u-o um that language what the fuck is that god damn it i'm slipping um it's like luau uh, no lingua franca all right so why can't they learn to speak that you know what i'm saying like help me out help me to fuck out like this i just don't understand what african leadership is doing but this is what happens when you start having you know puppet leaders in place you know what i'm saying has been you know brainwashed and to believe that we are the world and all this other shit when you're just sitting literally your countries are sitting on gold mine precious fucking metals that all of all the other countries in the world want and need to survive you know what i'm saying like you look at natural resources to other countries if africa the continent of africa did not exist at all like as the world we know it as today would not exist you know what i'm saying when it comes to these precious metals and every fucking thing like if you just snapped your fingers today and africa was just just gone off the planet maybe created its own planet or some shit like that the rest of the world would collapse on top of itself the especially the economies would start to collapse first and then people start turning on each other and shit then they go into some some old weirdo you know nomad shit it's i don't know i just wish me voicing my frustration about the african people is i i just wish they knew the value of what they're sitting on that's that's all i'm saying that's all the fuck that i'm saying and then speaking of knowing your value knowing your worth and knowing not to be colonized uh did y'all see what happened to that christian so-called missionary who thought he was gonna bring uh white jesus over to uh, north sentinel island god damn everybody named mama's talking about this is all over social media and i i first learned about these people i didn't know anything about the andaman islands and the, those people on north sentinel islands um in hidden colors it was either three or four that's when i heard about it and so this guy thought that he was gonna get some in because he they said he went there before because it's a string of islands there but them sentinelese people they don't play that shit they don't give a fuck what you look like you're gonna get fucked up off rip you know what i'm saying if you if you get too close to the island it's just gonna be a barrage of arrows coming for your cramp coming for your cranium off rip don't matter what you don't even don't even matter if you look like them like if you oh you oh okay you left and you came back what the fuck kind of disease you got what what kind of scheme in your head do you got i don't even want to know fuck that. i don't even want to know you about to die right here in this ocean in the indian ocean so so he so this guy what's his name something chow or something like that he thought because he'd been to the islands they said before in 2015 and 2016 this was the article i read on vibe um vibe.com you know the music magazine I don't, they had some great links they had some great links and they had a little document a youtube documentary inside of the link uh inside the article of the link that i clicked and so he so he thinking i've been there twice you know 2015 2016 well let me go back and try to give these people some jesus some white jesus let me show them the love of white jesus right and so them fishermen got them as close as they could without getting killed and then they sent them off on a little boat himself and them folks killed them them sentinelese people uh just you know pushed his wig all the way the fuck back and so now i seen another article where there was this uh this this international christian group talking about they want the people prosecuted and all this other shit well this is a protected tribe and they're not supposed to be nobody's supposed to be there no outside visitors nothing it's illegal to even fucking travel there you know what i'm saying so and then they sent some officials to try to recover the body and it was just too hostile for them not the not the waters and shit like that it was just too hostile with the um goddamn the the people the sentinelese people there so it's like they don't even know if they're gonna be able to recover that goddamn body so knowing them sentinelese people they probably you know done burnt that shit up to ash or whatever he's probably just a pile of ashes right now and the family even came out and said that these people shouldn't be prosecuted and all this other shit and it's just one of those things where it's just 
you know, leave people the fuck alone. That's what it boils down to. Leave people the fuck alone. And it always reminds me, I forgot who said this quote, but somebody is a, a brother said when a white man arrived in Africa with a Bible in his hand, the Africans had the land. White man told them Africans, the white man told the black man to take this Bible, close your eyes and pray. And when they opened their eyes and got done praying, white man had the land and them black folks had white Jesus. But that's that's all that was going to happen if that man got over there and started preaching about the love of Jesus, because the brain automatically thinks like if you think of the image of Jesus, you're thinking of the, the white rocker with the, with the razor sharp goatee, long hair, you know, down his ass crack. And he looks like he's in an 80s rocker band or a 70s band, right? A folk band. That's that's that's, that's a better description. So essentially, you're looking at Jesus as a white man. So then you're like, oh, God made people in his image, but his firstborn son supposedly is this white dude named Jesus. So naturally, you, your mind starts putting two to two together. Oh, well, white men are Jesus. They're 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 the holy ones. They're they're they are the the um the blueprint of Christianity or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And how and, and with this presidency with the Cheeto in chief. How have you, I mean, how many stories have y'all read about with certain churches and religious leaders uh, backing the Cheeto in chief and just turning a blind eye to the so-called good book that they uh, have sworn to, um, what, what's the word I'm going to sworn to uphold or to, you know, teach the masses, the congregation, you know, uh, to teach from the pulpit you know uh, about these christian values and this the cheeto in chief ain't got one damn christian value in his in his bone at all but they still stand behind him you see what i'm saying it, the silliest shit it's just silly and i don't know what's gonna happen to them people on north Sentinel island i don't think a damn thing's gonna happen to them because in the past people have um tried to go go there and you know got murdered and shit like that and nothing happened to him so ain't shit about to happen to him in 2018 2019 but i don't care what the fuck you look like you leave them people to fuck alone and they said that them people are probably um the original people who came who migrated some of the first people who migrated out of africa 60,000 years ago and then on that documentary them people jet black on that island like jet black like blurple you know what i'm saying them, them, so they migrated out of africa sixty thousand years ago and uh they just been there just holding it down and i remember during that that huge tsunami um i'll try to find that article uh they thought that them people on them, them islands uh north Sentinel islands and the, the rest of them uh adam and uh people they thought they was wiped out and they tried to land a helicopter over there and the motherfuckers started throwing uh arrows up at them and shit like nah we still here playboy we still here so i don't i don't know how the fuck they survived the tsunami but shit you might fuck around somebody might land upon that mistakenly and find out that that shit the real wakanda boy <laughs> but i'm ranting too much creeping up on a half hour so i'm gonna leave it to my nigga hove what you gotta say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. Alright, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro selling hope like dope. And we're back on China. <laughs> we're gonna stick to the Chinese theme of selling hope like damn dope. Uh we have to give it to um the scientist He Jiangku of China of uh shenzhen china he just genetically modified a couple of twins named lulu and nana who were the um result of ivf which is in vitro fertilization and he genetically engineered them so they would be immune to smallpox cholera and hiv now um the mother her name is grace uh is the one who gave birth to the two girls and their father mark actually has hiv um so they did uh and the um the scientist uh Yanku, him and his team they actually did this same kind of surgery for seven different couples but 
they haven't been uh, identified yet so the reason i'm saying this is selling hope like dope if these girls grow up to be um you know healthy functioning adults then this is just going to open the door for um what i would say um designer babies for the wealthy you know how crazy this is going to be because right now you already i don't know if you can do it in the states but you can already kind of you know genetically modify embryos um to have a certain eye color and hair color and now if this if this guy is successful with genetically modifying the dna of these uh these small kids these children to be you know immune to certain diseases i mean shit people gonna be here for a long fucking time until this planet blows up and restarts like it always does um and it's illegal here in the united states um and i don't know the reason the reason why i know it's ethically like immoral or some shit like that but then uh you you would also be passing down these this dna that's been modified uh to your offspring so once these girls grow up and have kids of their own their kids are going to inhabit that dna so this is going to be this is going to be some shit here this is really going to be some shit because on the plus side i see it like with uh black folks who are prone to like you know hypertension um you know heart disease shit like that they'd be killing us left and right which is great but then when would like what if you modify it to uh, make an amazing athlete in little boys or something you know or um some kind of uh i don't know some something with little girls where they could be geniuses you know ge i uh, operate on a genius level i mean what does that say about us regular folks but at the same time is this just a step in evolution because man always evolves you know species always evolve to survive and is this a next step because it's, it's a it's just was it's a moral question it's an ethical question it's an ethics question because it's like if you could do this and make a child that wouldn't be prone to any diseases how long would that child live though as an adult i mean are we talking 150 years something crazy like that you know have the lifespan of a fucking turtle you know like a, like big ass sea turtles they can live like a few hundred years or some shit like that like what what are we looking at then and then what does the healthcare system looks like i mean you, they haven't even thought of that so i know scientists and the fda are probably going to monitor this closely here in the states they're going to monitor uh, you know these twins and them other group of kids to see what happens but happens but if this becomes legal i mean you can kiss the goddamn medical i mean system away but uh i just the healthcare system away but i don't think the way that big pharma controls most of the government you know just with these backdoor deals and shit like that i just i don't think they they're going to allow that to happen you know they're going to be lobbying for you know tighter uh regulations on genetic modification if that if it does you know come up on the floor you know as a bill to become a law but it just and then you you got to think about the normal folks like you and i it's just like well fuck you know if you create something like that like what's the point of even working out like shit like if you could genetically you know modify some dna's where you can won't be fat you know or you have like two percent body fat or some shit like that no more than two percent this is just amazing to me just how far it can go and then it's just like is this the end of the human race as we know it right now with these two girls so i'm saying it's selling hope like dope because this is going to affect a lot of businesses um that you know pretty much run this country here in the united states i don't know about other places but i don't know is this going to create a new race of human beings that are going to be like superior to us as we know ourselves right now i don't know y'all tell me but i'm gonna i'm gonna link y'all to that article because i was listening uh this morning when i was uh taking my lady to work this morning and it was on npr 
And um, I just found it fascinating. So I started asking myself all these damn questions like, what does this mean for the healthcare? What does this mean about gym memberships? Like, what about doctors? You know what I'm saying? Who specialize in specific treatments like cancer treatments and shit like that. Like, what if you create a child that's not prone to, to cancer? You know, that just, you know, no way, no how. And then how does this affect the food industry? You know, because a lot of this shit, you know, a lot of these diseases we do get from overeating bullshit ass food and the chemicals and the GMOs, you know what I'm saying, that's going on with these foods and these seeds that's been genetically modified and all this other shit. Um, and these meats too, you know, pumped full of antibiotics and they're eating GMO grains and shit like that and they don't really process that all the way through and then we eating the same damn meat. So then next thing you know, you got a clump of cancer, you know, right inside your goddamn stomach or asshole. So... I don't know this is crazy this is wild um it's fascinating to me but at the same time it is scary as fuck but yeah your, your man's out here your man's he's yanku of shenzhen is out here selling hope like dope and he's about to fucking change the world if he actually succeeds in this this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on to holding this l i have to give it to this uh houstonian um whoever called the cops and blocked a lot of people's blessings all right so uh last night down in houston off of uh fm 1960 and i-45 there was a Bank of America ATM that had mistakenly, the vendor mistakenly put $100 bills into the $10 bill slot. Somebody found out about it, you know, went there, probably wanted to get a couple, you know, wanted to get $10, spat out $100. They went on social media and they told, hey, this uh, ATM this Bank of America ATM is out here spitting out $100 bills. So a whole line formed, and rightfully so. You know, if I was that person in the front, you know, I'd have to clean that, that whole slot out. I would have to. That them, You know, they, they looks like uh, metal, like thin metal briefcases that fit just enough for the money. They put them in different slots and shit. Um... I would have I would have came up out of there about ten racks. I, I'm not playing. You know I would have did two transactions of five hundred dollars a piece. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, <laughs> I, I would have I would have been caked up. I ain't gonna lie. I would have been caked up and threw that money in my safe. That's how I would have done it. I'm not gonna lie to you. And the reason that I'm saying the, the Houstonian that has to hold this L is. The police received a call about the long line at the ATM. And you know it was nothing but Negroes probably at that damn ATM. Okay? Alright? So, some Amy ATM aggravator called 911. And then deputies came out and stopped the blessing. They blocked the blessings. That's why I'm saying that Houstonian has to hold this L. And you know what's even crazier? Because it's the mistake on the bank. The vendor who was, you know, uh, switching out the, 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 the slots, you know, they just got confused. Um, they, bank of America released a statement and they said, uh, this was an incident at a single ATM in Houston caused when a vendor incorrectly loaded $100 bills uh, in place of the $10 bills. We have resolved the matter and customers will be able to keep the additional money dispensed. Nigga, I, I tell you what, I wouldn't give that shit back if they told me to. You know, I'd be somewhere, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I got my $1,000 out and I went on about my merry way, okay? You know what, it has that little camera there to, uh, that shows your face, like if you're trying to scam or some shit at the ATM. But it shows it shows from your nipples up. It don't show you don't show below when you're grabbing the money out. It don't show that. Okay. And uh, you know, and I would fight that shit. You know, I would use that ten thousand dollars that I took out that uh, ATM and got me a lawyer on retainer for fifteen hundred two thousand dollars. But I but you just know that the bank they couldn't do shit about it because you know it was their mistake. So they just took that hit. And I just hope and pray 
that somebody cleaned up at least five thousand dollars you know just you know if you had five hundred dollars in there you know hey let me pull out all five hundred dollars of this and then oh shit i got five racks right now oh shit 10 racks i, I would have been i it, i don't know i i, I might have got too greedy though i right i might have just dumped out my whole uh checking account and had about twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> especially if it was after a payday if it was after a payday when me and the wife got paid shit we'd be sitting on about 50 racks boy <laughs> <laughs> and then i'll be on goddamn facebook scamming telling people how they can get like me how they can make fifty thousand dollars in one night <laughs> i'll be on that bitch selling hope like dope boy you wouldn't hear you wouldn't hear shit you wouldn't hear shit from this podcast until that money ran out <laughs> no but on the real uh, the Houstonian that called deputies about the long line at the ATM. Mind your goddamn business and hold this L. You win. Perfect. All right. So moving on to not all heroes wear capes. Uh, I have to give it to this sister. I don't know if y'all how tough y'all be on Instagram and Twitter and shit like that. There is a sister named Angela. Uh, she goes by the Kitchenista. Um, and she's been, she started her journey, I think about 2012, I think around 2012, uh, she was, she's pretty much like a self-taught, um, cook or chef, if, if you would say that. And she creates these wonderful recipes, um, for all times of the year. And, uh, I just have to thank this sister because, she had this recipe up on her blog it's it's called it's the the kitchen is just kitchenista diaries.com right so i was looking for just something like an appetizer something to hold my folks over as my wife's side of the family my side of family all got together here just like they did last year at, at the house uh it went off without a hitch amazing i think the food was better this year than last year uh just because i had an extra day to prep the food um, to do food prep a whole day whole day to myself to you know chop up shit make cornbread and you know just to get shit just really ready right and what was amazing we started an hour later because last year we was running on white folk time we we started at one o'clock <laughs> i don't know what the fuck i was thinking and i got up at like 4 45 in the morning to start cooking that thanksgiving morning um this year we pushed it back to two an hour later so i had an extra hour well we had an extra hour me and the wife and um and i had an extra day a whole day to prep so shit i didn't really start getting into about 7 a.m and that was nice i ain't gonna lie that was fucking nice but anyways so let's get back to this sister angela amazing amazing beautiful soul um so she has these amazing recipes on her website so i was looking for something um a few weeks back almost a month back me and the wife was just kind of looking at different recipes for the turkey and we came across hers um she actually posted it on ig and it was a cajun themed turkey you know what my niggas uh yeah i don't know i don't care if you don't mind uh, if you hate being called nigga but i'm saying my niggas when i tell you that goddamn turkey was so goddamn good because we made it we made it so it was it was a dry rub so it was a cajun dry rub so it was like um a little bit of poultry seasoning smoked paprika cayenne onion powder garlic powder and some more shit and then it had to then you brined it with that right so you just did it at least 24 hours in advance it should have been at 48 hours you know uh to really you know you had to thoroughly thoroughly season the, the breast and um i don't fuck with turkey breast but when i tell you i was just snacking on that shit left and right it, it was delicious and it wasn't it wasn't dry either and because last year the turkey that we made we did kind of the traditional american turkey you know what i'm saying where you fill the cavity with like you know uh fresh herbs an onion a little bit of garlic and some more shit and some citrus shit you know what i'm saying just kind of traditional and you kind of rub the breast down with fresh herbs and a little bit of butter and shit like that and you know it was good it was juicy but it still was just kind of like eh you know like eh the sides did all the work 
And I get tired of dealing with a Thanksgiving where the sides, you know, kind of do all the work when you just, you gotta, you know, drown the turkey in goddamn gravy and shit, you know what I'm saying? Or you gotta take a bite of turkey, then a bite of yams real quick, or a bite of dressing, or uh, for my white listeners, stuffing. Uh, you gotta bite that real quick, you know what I'm saying? To choke it down, and you eating a dry ass breast, and, you know, even the leg ain't got no flavor, and that's the dark meat, and you just like, goddamn, you know? And so, this recipe this sister put up there was just amazing so i did that uh brined it for 24 hours and then this was the kicker i just learned how to make fucking clarified butters my nigga clarified butter all right so basically you take a pound of butter you boil it at the lowest lowest heating setting that you can get it and you just watch it right so basically the fat gonna drop to the bottom and then the oil rises to the top and the clarified butter is the shit that you get in restaurants you know for your crab legs and shit you know that you dip it in is just just delicious you like oh shit this is melted butter but no that's clarified butter and so after that you can try to separate the fat and the oil which is pretty easy <clears throat> excuse me or you can use a um a uh, cheesecloth or a coffee filter will work so i used a coffee filter and i got this amazing clarified butter and what i learned uh, from this sister angela from her uh her post is that you know uh people use clarified butter because you can uh cook it at a higher heat and it doesn't burn so when butter starts burning when it's all together as we know it you know um it's because of that fat but with the clarified butter at a higher temperature and i know y'all like this nigga's crazy as cat shit but this is just so fascinating to me i love to cook that's what i like to do on my off time i like to look at art and i like to cook and i love sneakers all right but anyways um it's uh and so so it so you had to rub the breast down and the skin with it so it gave the skin this crispiness but the inside was still juicy and i just found that that was just fucking fascinating right so kudos to her on that goddamn recipe right so then i found this recipe on her site and i was like oh i'm gonna try to fuck with this when i was making my dressing you know just the regular regular cornbread dressing and you know with the sage and all that other shit heavy pepper and some more shit you know what i'm saying um she had this recipe for this fresh sage hear me out it was fresh sage cornbread with um um caramelized onions inside that shit i made two batches of that shit and uh as like an appetizer you know to hold people over while they um you know while they waiting on the turkey and the ham to get done or the ham was fire too i I, by the time everybody left there was a piece of bone left and i was scraping off of that you know on a friday and saturday that i was i felt so bad for myself but (laughs) but anyways but this cornbread people just kept talking about it and i and i paired it um it, it was the flavor was amazing by itself so it had caramelized onions in it and it had that fresh sage so it was called uh what is it sage brown butter cornbread and you make it in a cast iron skillet right so you start um you put some put the butter in the cast iron with the fresh sage leaves and then you go ahead and make your cornbread like normal and um and then you uh and then you always already have your caramelized onions and shit and so you mix the caramelized onions into the cornbread mix and then you just pour all of that into the brown butter once the butter browns and those leaves get real crispy in the cast iron skillet and then you just pour it in there and the butter starts to seep on the side it ain't gonna run over if you follow directions and then you throw that whole cast iron skillet because it starts bubbling uh, you throw that whole cast iron skillet into the oven and then when you take it out it just looks beautiful I wish I would have took some Instagram pics for it but people loved it they loved it to death everybody both sides of the family was like oh okay okay this got onions in it and you know it was just slapping and my brother-in-law he just running around like did you try the cornbread did you try the cornbread did you try the cornbread so it was funny but i just just have to give my hats off to this sister and just make sure y'all check out her website kitchenista diaries and and so but i paired the um the cornbread with some honey uh some honey butter so it's just basically butter, a little bit of vanilla, some honey, and a uh, and a pinch of uh, cinnamon. And uh, man, that shit was slapping, boy. I had I had to hide 
pieces of the cornbread because my brother-in-law was running around the house telling everybody to try the damn cornbread <laughs> so i had to hide a few slices in the refrigerator but just shout out to that sister and i just wish her nothing but the best and i hope that she just cashes the fuck out because her recipes are just a plus i mean she's two for two in my book so i'm gonna link y'all to her um to her uh, you know to her ig and to her um her website so y'all can just peep game and just it's just beautiful her website's beautiful the food is amazing like i said two for two and the people both sides of the family was talking to me about the turkey they was just like oh like you could taste the spices even though i didn't get a piece of the skin you know what i'm saying after i carved it up and everything uh they was just like even though you know this is the leg or whatever i'm still getting this cajun flavor and it's just so good to have a flavorful piece of meat with the sides and i was just like nigga that's all she wrote that's all i needed to know but angela aka the kitchenista shout out to you nothing but love and respect all right so moving on to the final portion of the show health over wealth and you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so this quote comes from Stephen King and it says talent is cheaper than table salt what separates the talented individual from the successful one is a lot of hard work all right this is pretty much self-explanatory um we got to put that work in like if you want to chase your dreams I know of a lot of talented people but they don't put that work in you know what I'm saying it's uh I'm still, you know, are you working on that book? You working on this TV pilot? You know, what are you doing? You working on that clothing line? You working on music? What are you doing? And it's still, oh, no, not, nah, no, I dabble a little bit of this and that. And it's one of those things where you're just like, okay, I need to stop hearing about you and these million dollar dreams and this goddamn, you know, $2 an hour work ethic. You know what I'm saying? You work on it when you feel like it. Okay, you have to stop that. Um, no matter what book you read, you could read Gary Vaynerchuk's Crushing It. You could read. Uh, you could go to a Tony Robbins seminar, and you could um, listen to every self-help guru. You could read The Secret. You could watch The Secret. I think it's up on Netflix. Just every single thing boils down to this. You got to put that work in. I don't care how they package it, how new and exciting it is, you know, what lingo lingo they're using, uh, how to get this money. You have to put that work in. If you, you look at somebody as talentless as Kim Kardashian, OK, there's no talent at all, but she be working, don't she? She be out here grinding. She's always on some social media platform she's always promoting a product her job is to just look pretty that's it so she's either at the plastic surgeon or some doctor or she's uh in that gym hitting it hard to keep that tummy flat all right and she's just always always working ain't a ain't a talent in that goddamn pinky not even in her pinky finger but her work ethic is off the damn chain and they mama is like that too or their momager whatever she had she got all them damn kids working they all piggybacked off of that goddamn ray j sex tape and even before that though kim k was a stylist so she was always in these um circles with the so-called um hollywood elite or like the socialites and shit like that she was always politicking and learning game behind the scenes and once that that sex tape blew her up and then they inked that deal with e entertainment oh it was it was a rap from there it was a rap even though the sex tape could have just destroyed her whatever whatever you didn't know who she was really it was just like oh this is uh some some chick that ray j's dating or whatever and he's knocking that down and they released that tape and then all of a sudden here she is on e and you're like oh shit what the fuck and the whole day she brought the whole damn family put the whole damn family on 
right kim be out here working and grinding so soon as she got that show it led to spinoffs with her and her sister and then the other two sisters and you like yo put the whole damn family on even scott disick is out here you know i don't know what the fuck he does now i think he quit his financial job or some shit but she put the whole family on but it's just she was just out here grinding and hustling like anytime beyonce does something like amazing on the internet kim like oh shit i need you to set up these cameras i need to show a titty on instagram you know what i'm saying i need to piggyback up off of this i need to quote unquote break the internet every time beyonce does something amazing i remember when beyonce first wrote a caption on instagram because most times she just posts pictures people was like oh my god and then next thing you know here comes kim k with her asshole out on instagram but kim she just be out here working and grinding and then she went into the fucking app business and created that goddamn game where you had to buy outfits and shit and they had her in all these tech magazines and people was mad at that but it's just like she's just capitalizing off of her celebrity she just be out here grinding and working all these goofy ass um social media accounts you see they be having like three four million followers and shit like that doing goofy ass videos those videos take work the editing the coming up with the sketches and all that shit just to make somebody laugh for a minute but shit they up here cashing out you know on goddamn ad placements and flat tummy tea and all this other bullshit and you know hats and use my code my coupon code for this that and the third so and a lot of these people they don't even be that funny but they just be grinding and they stay in your face constantly constantly you just seen them all the goddamn time and so it's just like oh shit they out here grinding you know what i'm saying but all you seen is the finished product because like i said you just show your highlight reel on social media so if y'all got a dream you got a book you about to write you got an album you want to make you got a movie you want to make do that shit put just start working towards it like like i said no matter how these self-help gurus try to package that shit it's all about work it's all about keeping the right mindset but most importantly working towards your dream shit don't work unless you do it if you ain't no trust fund baby if you didn't come into some money like that shit you need to be out here grinding and getting it all right so that's been episode 143 of do rags and boat shoes um there is not going to be a g code attached to this one i'm working on a different one like i said the last show somebody's supposed to come through and then they were supposed to come through this time keep on bullshitting so i'm gonna just keep moving forward so it is what it is but i promise y'all next week i'm gonna have a g code up for y'all and as always i love y'all and i will see y'all next week one